What's going on, everybody? This is episode 12 of the Inner Olympian Podcast. Here you are rocking with the fans. Everyone, it's Baladi Ajmali. It's Kira. Everybody, Jared Curry here. Hey, everybody, it's Marissa Papa. Hey, Here. Everyone, it's Misha Powell. Hey, I'm Pierce Lepage. Hey, guys, Alicia here. Hey, guys, this is Tia Devin. Hey, guys, my name is Kitty Jeff. Make sure you check out the Inner Olympian podcast. I want you to head over to the Inner Olympian podcast. Check out the Inner Olympian podcast. Check out the Inner Olympian podcast. And I want you guys to check out the Inner Olympian podcast. Podcast. I want you all to do me a favor and go check out the Inner Olympian podcast. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the Inner Olympian podcast. First of all, once again, I want to thank everybody for the love uh, that's been shown to the podcast so far. I really appreciate uh, all of you guys and everybody who's been listening. You know, again, it's, it's really. Uh, humbling and also really inspired inspiring and just amazing to see you know how many people are listening you know across Canada the United States and in the world so um once again from the bottom of my heart I really appreciate all of you guys for uh, listening and you know taking in the show really appreciate it in this episode I chat with Canadian music artist Lance Lorenzo Lance is a uh, music artist from Ottawa Ontario who's been making music since 2017 and released his first project back in March 2020 before everything got shut down. Uh, We chat about the process behind creating new music, uh, the effect going all in on music has had on his life, uh, where he draws some of his inspiration from, and uh, the importance that passion plays in what you decide to do. This is a bit of a different episode than what I usually do, but I had so much fun doing it. And um, credits to Landry, they actually, the song... You heard in the opening was actually his songs. So if you like, it, there's a little bit of a sneak peek of some of the stuff that he does. There's a there's a lot of moments in here that he's sharing, um, just in terms of his experience and how he fell into music. And I think one thing that I noticed, and um, I also think one thing that I know is true, is that the more that you are passionate and the more that you immerse yourself into something that you are passionate about, the more fulfilling it is, and the more you get out of it, and the more rich the experience is. So. I found that was really uh, something that I really picked up um, during this entire conversation, and I hope you do as well. And I also hope that you know you also are able to find something like that in your life that you can really fully immerse yourself into and that you're passionate about. Um, and so, yeah, great conversation, and I'm sure you guys are going to get a lot out of it. So without further ado, Lance Lorenzo. Larry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, no problem. What, what should I call you, man? For real though, what should I call you? It's funny because, like, when I first started this, I came up with like the name. I didn't want to come up with like a name that was like, like you know, artist names that aren't actually names. They're just named off like adjectives or something like that, like yeah. prodigy or whatever. I didn't want to have a name like that. So, I'll, kind of like Travis Scott. Like, I like having more of like a name that like. If you don't know me, you could think that that's actually my real name. And it's funny how it got to a point where, like, there's a whole set of people where, like, I don't know, someone will come through and they'll say, like, my government. And they're like, wait, your name's not Lance? And I'm like, no. (laughs) And they're so, like, shook and like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know this whole time. So it's kind of funny. But for the most part, I still it's more like for the people that knew me before I started making music and knew me as, like, Lance and stuff. I don't usually make them call me that. It's more up to them. Usually, like, if they say that, 
it's more like a lighthearted thing that tells me like, oh, like I, I've been paying attention to everything. But for the most part, like, I don't really get upset. I may joke about it sometimes with some, some people. Like, I'll be like, yo, like, chill, chill. Like, you're saying the govy too loud. Like, yeah. you know, around, around when there's too many people that don't actually know, like, my real name like that. But, yeah, you can, whichever comes to mind, to be honest. Like, that's that's usually the rule I give. For those who don't know, me and Larry actually go way back. Like, way, way back. Way back, man. Larry, why don't you tell them a little bit uh, kind of how... um uh, how we know each other from from way back, and then if I can fill in any blanks, I'll fill in any. Uh, yeah. So you you and your your whole family, you guys live like very close to mine. Yeah. Um, uh, like like walking distance, and us being Nigerian, you guys being Nigerian, there was just one day that we went to like your guys' house for a party, and mm. we were like, yo, like I just remember being like, who are these kids? Like I have never met these kids, but they live really close, and. <laughs> Like you and Tolu were so funny and you guys just kept telling us stories about like, I think it was Chicago. Like you were just telling us stories about like where you guys used to live and just like, I don't know. I was like, these guys are cool. So then we went to Yoruba school (laughs) (laughs) every Saturday. Yeah, that was like a chapter because I had like basketball, like my sister had dance and like we used to have to coordinate that also in, in that Saturday. So yeah, it was kind of just like just through growing up and going to all the little like parties and seeing all the kids that would be there and be like, oh, like Shagun's here and Tolu's here. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, like we we were always the ones that would leave last and like you guys would get to leave like at such a good time, but we would be there till like they're like cleaning up and you know we're we're helping like shut the place down and what else like and it was also funny because when you started doing like track and field and then you would always be like in the newspaper orleans star and all this and like i would tell people like i know this guy like i know really well i remember um like when you went to the olympics and stuff i was at best buy and you i think you yeah you came in and like this guy that went to your school, like he was like, Oh my gosh, like this guy went to the Olympics. Like he was making such a big deal about it. And I was like, that's like kind of weird. Like I actually, I find I have a lot of family that that's like kind of like notable and people like, I forget that they're notable to like other people in that way. Like mm. it's, it's kind of like interesting. Cause I mean, I have family that either plays sports on a high level or has done like just things that other people are so like mesmerized and I'm like, yo, this is just like fam. Like this is yeah. no I have to remind myself, like, oh yeah, like he's an Olympian. And then I tell people and they're like, whoa, really? Like that's that's crazy. So yeah, we we we've known each other for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, very um, long I even rem- I remember this one time I went to your house like when I was younger and I remember in your room you had all those little posters up around the ceiling you all you had all these pictures of like of like people that that were cool and i wanted to do that so bad at my house and my mom was like no like that's too much yeah yeah that was like (laughs) yeah i remember that you showed me your room i was like yo this is so sick like you said (laughs) basketball we yeah that was a day man funny enough it's almost the reverse too sometimes uh, like I said, I'm like, oh, shoot, like Larry, like, you know, like, I, like, I know this guy. And so we play, oh, yeah, Lorenzo. 
And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, and I don't want to say like, oh, Lamry. I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah, so, that's cool, man. Um, tell me about kind of your journey to you where okay. you are right now. Um, so I would say I graduated 2014. Um, and I went straight to university like right after, so the following fall. Um, and I went to Carleton and it was for criminology. And I went there for two years, I would say. Yeah. Admittedly, I was like not focused on school, like, like the important parts of school. I wasn't, um, willing to, I guess, like sacrifice my social life when I needed to. And I wasn't willing to like, um, go home and continue reading up on the things I needed to do. Like I didn't really, I didn't do school the way I should have done school, considering that it wasn't high school. I was still treating it like high school. Mm. And, you know, I kind of expected that. Like my, my parents, you know, my dad being a teacher and whatnot, like I didn't really think there was any other choice in a way. And I just figured like, you know, just stay afloat. That was kind of my mentality. Like, it's not even that I thought it was like a waste. And like my parents would always be like, is it your program you don't like? I'm like, nah, like I, I wouldn't really do anything else. It's just like, I'm one of those people, like if I really don't want to do something or don't enjoy what I'm doing, I will not be engaged. And I won't, like, I won't want to, I can't really force myself to do something. Even in the terms of like jobs, like I've never been the type that will just get a job like to, to have one. I have to be able to, no, like six months, eight months, a year from now, if I'm still there, will I like hate it? Or is it something where it's like, okay, like it's work, but at least it's this job. Like I'm one of those people. So when my grades started to like reflect that I wasn't actually like, you know, taking it serious, um, my parents would be like, you know, like you gotta like buckle up. Like, especially if like, you know, you're not the only person that's like putting money into this, like this is an investment and just the importance of, of school. And at the time I really was just like, yo, like I, I, I can't do that. Like I have a life. And, and I really think also like I didn't have like my main core friends, like they were either a year older than me or they didn't go to Carleton. I didn't have like those people were like, okay, we're buddies and we had to all like mature and like, okay, let's study together. Like there was really none of that. They either went to like Algonquin or some like went to school like in other like in Nova Scotia and stuff like that. So like I went to Carleton and I really didn't like get involved. Like I remember my sister and even like my dad would be like, yo, like get involved, like, like do things at the school. And I would be like, nah, like I'm not really down. Like I would really just go to class, go home, go to class, go home. Like there was no, I wouldn't chill at the library. I wouldn't like get to really know new people my classes were luckily enough that I had at least like one or two people that were from my high school. So that was kind of the good thing. But other than that, like I didn't really like engage like university the way, like the way you're supposed to, or the way you should. Um, to give an example, if you've ever been into something like creative, like really into it, but you you're more into it than you are like actually good at it. Um, and you kind of want to skip all the basics and get to the, the firework part of the creation, but you don't really want to learn, like, um, when you want to learn how to draw, I used to love drawing, but I used to never want to sit down and do the whole tutorial where you draw the face with the line and like the cross in the face and then you erase lines. I never did it that way. I just wanted to get straight to the, to the cool drawing and basically just mirror and it would never come out how I planned it. 
Yeah. But had I just done the steps and probably read all the theory books and all those things, I probably would have gotten a lot better than if I had just wanted to zoom straight to the important stuff. Yeah. And like, I just had so many like issues with it where it just felt so like it was dreadful. But what was interesting enough, and I think what actually frustrated my parents so much was that like, despite the lack of effort I was showing, like I wasn't like downright failing like i wasn't like on like any things like that i just had low grades <laughs> we're talking about a nigerian household here you know what i mean like, yes so trust <laughs> me like that that time period man it was so like because like in high school it was kind of the same except like high school i was like good at what i was good at other things i wasn't but i just remember like when this like university started they were like all right guys like Irving, like all right like we're not gonna do this high school thing like we're going to communicate. We're going to like, you know, we're going to move as a unit type of thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like slowly as it started to decline, like I obviously wasn't showing like grades and like when, when March would come in, like I'd be so like dreadful to have to show them. And like my parents would be like, Oh, like every time you're here, like we don't see you like, like acting like a student. Like we, we don't like the odd time you're using a laptop to do your assignment, but we don't like feel like you're a student. And I would just always just kind of like brush it off and just kind of argue it, argue it, argue it. And it, it actually did like, it caused a lot of like tension because it was just like this thing where I was like, well, like you guys are telling me like this is an investment and stuff like this, but I, I just don't have any type of will to do it. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I think after the second year, we had kind of had a talk and it was like, okay, if you don't want to do this, then that's like not fine but like we we hope you like reconsider but in exchange for that i had to like i had like a part-time job but then i had to basically like work as much as a full-time job would so i just worked like every day both jobs like some days i would work like in the morning at one job then i would work nights at the other job with like maybe two hours in between and that was the deal was that like i basically had to like like my parents still bought like groceries and stuff but i basically had to pay for like everything else like when i um started driving my own car i had to pay for insurance like i had to pay for everything my phone i had to pay for clothes i had to pay for everything mm -hmm. and it was kind of like in exchange for you not having to go to school and it was like really weird because i never thought that i would be able to in my household like not go to school and it was so weird like that september like not packing my bag not not being in school it was the weirdest feeling and like it wasn't so much that i was ashamed but i just had to like always just tell oh, how's school going and i'd be like oh it's good it's good like i wouldn't go in depth and it was so like annoying and irritating having to like you know like tell people and like in the community like it came off more like in a bad way like obviously in a bad way but it, instead of it being like i had really what i felt like good reasons to i guess not go but they were looking at it like I was saying, like, oh, like, school's a waste. Like, like you mm -hmm. know, like, I, I have a better thing to do when it really wasn't like that. So, like, I would go to parties and, like, oh, man, like, they would one by one sit down with me and just kind of be like, oh, you know, like, what's going on and all this. And I'm like, guys, like, I'm fine. It's not that. It's just like it just wasn't – I was wasting my own time, money, all these things. So I just was working, working, working. Uh, in the meantime, I was kind of like, well, what what can I do like outside of work to like fill my time up? So it's either I become someone who like parties all the time, goes to bed like 
late sleeps in and then like just goes to work and that's it or i actually kind of find time kind of like right now with everyone in quarantine like find time to um invest in something that i wouldn't have had the time to do while i was in school yeah which was music so before music i did like a bunch of creative things like i had me and my friend we did a youtube channel and that was when i was in school but we didn't take it serious we weren't consistent we didn't do the formula that you'll see on youtubers today like for us that that was our thing like it was just kind of a fun thing to do in between like just playing video games and just like doing nothing like that was an example of how i was like okay like having an idea creating it and then like going through the twists and turns and the sometimes it goes 100% how you thought sometimes it doesn't having to tweak it like it's a really fun process and then finally it's done and you put it out and you share it with other people and then they have their opinions and they catch on to the things that you kind of planted in the video that you're like yes they caught that or you know that's what we hoped for so it's kind of like really like fulfilling in a way like school would be for someone who's able to i guess hunker down and make school their goal and that at the end you're gonna get that piece of paper that's gonna get me my career and all that stuff for me i just want to do something that i wouldn't have like I said, I had the time to do if I was still in school. Mm-hmm. So then one day, um, this was when my sister still lived at home, but she was working. Yeah, I think she was either just working out or I think she was finishing up her school, like her last year or something. So she wasn't really at the house much. And then my dad was still teaching in his I think, last two years or so. So he would be gone until about maybe four my mom was at work so i'd be home alone pretty much like every afternoon if i didn't work in the daytime and then i would just go to work uh at like five o'clock so before then i was just like on youtube and i was like just listening to beats because i used to always like to listen to instrumentals of like my favorite rap songs and and more than just like made up beats i just like to hear the instrumentals to my favorite rap songs and i kind of just went back to that and then this time i you know tried to actually like like rap and i had tried to do it in the past for fun or nothing serious where i had aspirations to really release it to the public it was just more playing around and then i'd move by this is goofy and then get rid of it delete it whatever and this one time i kind of started making it and i was like yo this is this is kind of cool and my friends had some of my friends had started making music by now so i hit one of them up i was like yo I started making this song. Um, like, would you want to hop on like the rest of it? Cause I can't really finish the entire thing yet. So he did. And I don't know. It was just like, I went to the studio and just like the video thing, like it was just so crazy. Like I've always had the idea of how a studio works, but like being in one and having like the booth and like the headphones and you're hearing your voice in the in the mic with like just like you see on tv or in a movie like circle the circle filter like it was it was really real and it was really fun and i remember like after we made the song that day like i played that thing like a hundred times like on the way home we played it over and over and over again and i was like yo i made a song like this is a, like i made music it was the craziest thing and it, that's kind of how it started. It was just more like um, something to fill my time up while I was deciding what to do while not in school. Um, and it kind of just grew from there. The idea was more like, like whatever happens, happens. And I actually felt like before that, like before I would tell this story, like 
I automatically would get boxed in as like, oh, he dropped out of school because he believed that he could make music, and but that that wasn't really the case. Like I didn't start music before I dropped out of school, and then said like, oh, you know, I'm gonna drop out because I want to make music. It just was like I'm taking a break from school, and I don't want to just work and go to sleep, like for the time being. I want to do yeah. something that I I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the time to do. And I definitely saw my own progress in it improve like a lot quicker than like not other people in a competitive way, but just like there was people that I was, I guess like going up with at the same time, we started making music around the same time, but they had school. So when it was exam time, when it was midterms, that's when they would go quiet and they wouldn't necessarily be able to do anything. Focus on, yeah, focus on that. Meanwhile, that's all I could focus on. That's all I did focus on. So I was just able to kind of like, in my own, like, I'm talking about my own progression, like get ahead. I'm very passionate about creation stuff. Like anything that's creative, very passionate about it. And it's just, it's like, so, like I said, fulfilling, it's like therapeutic. It's like kind of probably like you and when you do your track, like, it's just kind of like you're in your your zone you're in your your safe space you know what i mean like that's kind of what it is when it comes to like creation for me and that's kind of i guess how i got here in like a very complicated long story way (laughs) but but i got here from that way but then on the other hand though like i haven't completely like ruled um school out for example like this isn't something that um i've said like school's a waste it's nothing like that. I just wasn't mature enough at the time. And I find it interesting that like there were certain things that I know I learned back then when I was in school that I like learned from a distance. But now, like just from the things I've gotten into, documentaries and stuff like that, these are things that like I've looked up on my free time now that I'm into. And I'm like, man, like I was learning this back then and I didn't even want to know what this meant. I didn't even like it just seems so complicated to learn, but now there's theories and things and stuff that I read now that I can that I fully understand and that I'm actually like engaged in wanting to know about. I don't know, just a roller coaster of like how I got here. Coming from a Nigerian household, being a Nigerian, yeah. knowing how important school is, and for you to kind of be like, you know, it's not for me. As you started to get more into music, as you started, as you started to do that, what was your mindset around that? I guess telling people starting to put like your creative edge out there. I know that you are like really creative in your, and I know that you draw some of your passions from like Michael Jordan, from Kanye, from, uh, you know, Travis Scott, like those people. Yeah. But just in terms of like, now you're starting to branch out and you're starting to realize these things about you. Now your abilities to be able to do things and create things. Exactly. And still being at home at the time, like, what was that like? Um, It wasn't so much like, I had to break it to them about school and then I had to break to them like, okay, now I make music. I think it was more like, because I started making music after I had stopped going to school, they already obviously like right away, they were like, oh, remember, like they they gave me the warning of being like, you know, make sure you have something to fall back on. But I think there was just one day where I, I really explained to them because part of it was like, I felt like they, one, thought that I was taking on the logic of I don't need school because I'm going to get rich off music and whatever, which wasn't the case. And that I really just had to kind of explain how like they're old fashioned, like you said, but they're thinking the logic of like, 
how music used to be back then. So because there was no stream services, right, it was vinyls, tapes, CDs. So if I had been making music back then and not going to school, I would be making my music at a studio. And then when I finally make my song or my album, the only way it's getting distributed is with my hands. That's it. Like I'm passing it out from my trunk. Like that's the only way it's getting distributed. So the goal was to get a record deal so that the record deal will then push your music ways that you could have never imagined. Nowadays, because of streaming and the internet and Instagram and all these social medias, you're able to do all of that from your computer. Yep. So it's it's easier nowadays, obviously, to quote unquote go viral or um, just gain your own type of like traction before needing a record label, let's say. So nowadays, independent like artists, they are more common these days because like a label is great and all. At the end of the day, like a label will always have the connections, the the money. They'll always have those things. But if you know how music contracts work, a lot of the time they don't benefit the artist like at all. So I just explained to them like I'm not looking to get like an, an a record label type thing. I'm not really trying to do that. My goal is just in the meantime of me deciding what I want to do. Who knows? I could do this the right way. And even if I was to make like ten thousand dollars off of this, like that'd be great. But like the goal wasn't pursuing money. It was just liking something so much that like I don't know, like the best way from that I feel like if you're gonna pursue something is pursuing it with the best intention and like with the most passion. And that's how you can monetize things that you do or create rather than me making music, always thinking about the stream numbers, always thinking about the followers, always thinking about how much money is this making me, always thinking about like, oh man, like uh, this isn't working out because I'm not making money yet. And I've been doing this for this long. Like it's never so much been a bother. I've been lucky enough to make you know, a cool amount of money off of this, but like, it's never been the goal at the end of the day. And I don't know, because of that, it's, it changes your, your point of view from like, every time you have a downfall or every time it seems like things are stagnant, you kind of panic or you feel discouraged or whatever. Like I've never, I've, I've felt discouraged at times, but it's never so much been because of a fine, like I've never looked at it as like a, I'm not making enough money or at this point, I thought I would be making this much money off my music. Like that's never been a thought. But other people in this day and age with how we've seen it's so easy to kind of go viral, how easy it is to gain popularity, good or bad. Like you see a lot of these people where um, you see less like less passion in a way and just more people who are going off antics of how they can like cheat the system, not go to school because they weren't built for school. Um, but they don't really want to work a job either. So now their next thing is like, how can I like cheat my way to being financially secure and being able to ha have and get all the things that I want? So when my parents were, when I had to explain that whole thing to them, like my mom, they, like they they understood what I was trying to say, but they still were just trying to like advise, just don't don't let go of school. Don't let go of school. Don't let go of school. Um, I want to kind of move now from that to like now your music and and more the creative like mm -hmm. part of you. Because I think that's like, personally, I think you start to like push your own boundaries a little bit. I know I know that you're a big fan of, um, of Kanye. 
Mm. Um, I know that you're a big fan of, of Michael Jordan. And yeah. um, it's funny because I, I remember you hearing uh, you talk about, and it's something that I also believe as well, of like, you know, just the amount of work that goes in and the process that goes into like creating something or becoming something, right? Like Michael Jordan not making the basketball team and then like mm. that feeling of like, I don't want to ever feel like this ever again. Feel that, exactly. You know what I mean? And then just putting yeah. in the work. And it's funny because no one really knew about Michael Jordan for the longest time. When, when he get drafted, like from 84, 84 right? 84 to like 91, nothing, right? Yeah. But still a lot of work. And each time he got beat, going back and like, you know, working harder. Exactly. Get better, like, and just that process of like, okay, working on the craft, building the skill, right? And then, you know, for him become the greatest of all, of all, of all time, right? Mm. And so, exactly. like, you know, walk me through your, it's your own mindset when it comes to, to that in terms of creation in terms of like talent in comparison to like hard work and um like that passion element i think too um i would definitely say like i am a firm believer that hard work beats talent every time and if you've been watching like the jordan documentary like there's so there's like already like 25 examples of how he used hard work rather than talent to overcome whether he lost this so he trained even harder came back and did this he broke his foot he played with a broken foot uh while he was supposed to be nursing it to get better and then goes on to drop 63 against the celtics that state like it just so many examples the year that they beat the pistons finally like they worked out right after they lost rather than taking vacation like there's just so many examples so um usually when it comes to like making music um a lot of the time it's just kind of like an idea that i have already complete and then i just have to figure out how to get there or how to infuse it in with the other ideas i have so if i'll have a, an idea of a song where uh, i want it to be more of a carefree like relaxing song then i start to think more of like okay sunny days brighter days brighter colors um i'll think of like yeah, just tones and atmospheres and themes, things that bring me that type of emotion. And I'll, I've tried different things. Like when I first started, I used to just play, uh, play the song from like my TV and then just write it on my phone. And then it was annoying because I'd have to always try to remember like the flow or something sometimes and it wouldn't be so eat so obvious. So sometimes I would like forget the flow and then completely just like the lyrics don't make sense. And I'm like, no, like I, I had it. And now I don't remember and it's like completely off. So then I started like recording my stuff on GarageBand. So it was just so much easier. And once I started doing that, I felt like that was like, that helped me so much because I was just able to basically make like a really, cause I don't know how to do all the technical stuff, but I would just make like really badly sounding versions of what I wrote down. So then when I would go to record it at the actual studio, like I would already have it planned out. I had the, the spaces everything was ready so now it was just more efficient on top of that so i would just go and i would do like five songs in a day because i just had everything ready to go and as i got better um just through practice um i learned effects i learned more theory like just like intuitively on top of that so like like one thing i can say like let's say nothing happens with this music thing and like i just like stop doing it in in a serious like consistent way and I go back to school, get a job, do all that stuff. Like one thing I can say, music 
shaped me in terms of becoming a lot more disciplined mm. because that's the thing to me school like university if you aren't disciplined like there's no there's no winning like you can't beat university without being disciplined yeah. that to me is like i that's what i learned from not doing it well the first time so i can say music made me a lot more disciplined just overall um in terms of like not giving up in terms of um like just seeking new new approaches when one thing doesn't work mm. um and then also just like knowing that i had to be a little bit more financially responsible because now i have to pay for music and that if i don't like do that then things are going to take longer to execute and investing in music rather than stupid things compared to something that i feel would benefit me and be able to like go faster in a way so when i would create these things on my mac like it just became even more fun like i was saying i found like the more i would immerse myself into it the more fun i would have and then the more i would want to do this mm-hmm. like yeah man like i understand you like what you're saying the whole creative process and even even in track and field it's, it's the same thing i do have the hurdles and the hurdles is like everybody has their own kind of style hurdles is kind of like the art form of like track and field some some other events too but hurdles for sure because everybody has their own like style of like there are hurdles who come before and they have their own way of getting over it and, and running fast right i like how everything kind of has like i don't know the word for it but like how you just explain how oh how people if you look at like previous hurdles and then you'll be like oh i like the way this guy jumped i didn't like how this guy jumped like you'll watch like my favorite thing is like those documentaries that will talk about let's say a certain like uh, a track and field documentary about a certain runner um who is like he changed the game and they'll say oh he used to hurdle just like this old track runner but he had a, a new twist to it instead of lifting his whole foot over the thing he would put it 45 degrees and then they they would, and then you see how it changed the game they thought it was weird at first they didn't think it was effective his coach probably told them he better stop that but he told him no coach it's, it works and then it became a thing and he got a nickname off it like and you could probably see that from ball from any sport has that story music hearing that type of inspiration for something that you would think is so simplistic that's what's what's like amazing to me like you can take something that's so simple the smallest inspiration and and like literally make it build into something big yeah like and it's just a bunch of different things like So like you said like Jordan, Kanye, those are like two people that like really really influenced me and then like and like you have one Kanye who I I find like he's someone who like never really gives up and then you have someone like Jordan who same never thing. gives up same thing hard work in a different lens like yeah I feel like your inspirations definitely are important when it comes to like creation and like based on who you care to idolize I guess like like what I'm trying to say is I've asked someone else who makes music oh like you know like who are your inspirations like and they've just kind of listed people and they're like I don't really know like they don't have someone that like that inspires them to I guess be great but just someone that's like oh I like the way they make their music so I'm going to make my music like that compared to like I can be inspired by Kanye West for things that have nothing to do with his actual music mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. it just has to do with his well-being or the way that he went about something or his belief system in the way to do something so like he says the craziest ideas and will say oh i want to be the head of a trillion dollar company and everyone's like that's crazy like all those types of things but like he'll do something that's not that but then like he just recently netted a billion dollars and it's like wow 
at the time, he sounded crazy when he was saying, Nike, work with me. Y'all want to see me be as everyone thought he was just talking. And then he kept saying, like, I just need the foundation, the backing of a company to get me off the ground. And those shoes changed the game. Before Yeezys, it wasn't really cool to wear trainer style shoes. Uh, Nike dropped him and we're like, we don't need him. And then he goes to Adidas and then Adidas took him on, made his shoes like hard to, like they weren't accessible to everybody. So then they were like, listen, the Yeezys are like really rare shoes and I know everyone wants them. They're hard to make, they're hard to produce. So here's all these other shoes that look like Yeezys are comfortable like Yeezys that we sell from Adidas that we can sell you like all the time. So then a lot of people just started getting the, the, the Adidas that were available rather than waiting for Yeezys or paying triple the price. And then Nike now had to reel and be like, well, the Roshi runs or whatever, people are tired of those. So that's when they had to start coming out with the Prestos. And that's when they had to start revamping all their low top trainer shoes. And that's when they got uh, the off-white deal with Virgil because they realized they made a mistake by letting a, a rapper with such creative ability go. So like from day one, I was like, man, I get this guy. I get him. I get him. I get him. And people thought he was crazy. And then now you see like where he got to with the whole Yeezy thing and just how he kept knocking on doors, knocking on doors. And then now you see where he got. So yeah. it's like, I don't know, but it, but he got there. I don't think he got, would have got there if he didn't have the passion that he actually naturally has in it compared to if he just wanted to do it the way that certain, like those celebrities that will do ventures that like, they don't care about it, but they just want, you know, extra money. Like, but then there's people who will actually be like, you know what? I've always wanted to open this restaurant because I love pulled pork. So now that I have money, I'm going to open up a pulled pork restaurant and I'm going to like, and of course they won't be there all the time like a normal owner would, but like you can tell that they're actually like invested. I don't know. That's what I've always found about him is just like being able to, to read between the lines and just understand what he's saying through all the cloudiness of, of, of how he delivers it. I've just always understood like just the true passion of like what he sets out to do in a way. Okay. So that's, that's Kanye. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more about Tupac. I want you to yeah. tell me what it is, like what it is like about Tupac. Cause you said Tupac is a bit deeper than Kanye, which is it, for me, that, that's surprising for me to hear. Cause I know that it's, Kanye it's, it's, is, for you is, is, is big. So what, is, so what is it about Tupac then that like supersedes Kanye? That's huge. Like what is it about his mind? Like what is it about his mindset? What is it about what, what he does? What is it about his process? Like what is it about him? Um, someone said it best that the difference between the two is that Tupac always has been about we and Kanye was always about I. That's the difference between the two is that Tupac was always we, 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 we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to. And Kanye is always I need to, even though the I may not always be like super selfish. It may be I need to do this to help other people, but he just likes to say I rather than we. Tupac was more community. He knew where he was from. He knew his community. He knew all those things. The problem with Kanye is that Kanye has been accused of doing the whole forgetting where he came from a few times. But Tupac to me was more wholesome and he was more like just down to earth, more level headed. His visions were a lot more clear. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like scary, like how just how profound he was at his age. It's just at his age. That's the scary thing. Like, um, he had this like analogy that was about like this hotel and it was about basically 
in the 90s and stuff when they were saying like oh these rappers are glorifying like uh violence and all this stuff in the in the neighborhood and whatever and they were like blaming people like him for doing it and he's like yo like you know the classic we're just telling stories about what we see and all these types of things and tupac logic for example in his music was that he related it to the vietnam war and how the only reason that the vietnam war ended was because the footage of what was going on started to air back in in the states they didn't know how how just how like cruel that war was but before it they were just kind of blindly supporting it so tupac's logic was if i can show them what we go through in the most raw form that maybe it'll spark change which is why he made songs like brenda's got a baby and stuff like that where people were like this is like like this is too much and that's like the interscope they told him like we don't know if we can really get behind this but he told them like you have to turn it up for them to hear it and he was saying like when relating it to how people like martin luther not martin luther king but jesse jackson al sharpton and them they would like bash him and be like you know like these guys are like dirtying up our streets and all this stuff and he said his analogy was like let's say i i go to a hotel room every day and and i know that there's food in this room every day and after the first few days i'm singing it like we are hungry people listen and he's like after about a week it's gonna change to we hungry we need some food after about a month it's gonna change to give us all some food or we're breaking out the door he's like after about a year it's like i'm picking the lock coming through the door blasted like you, you're hungry you reach your level and then we were asking with the civil rights movement we were asking with the panthers and now all those people are dead or in jail said, so what do you want us to do ask and it like when i heard that i was like man like i don't know and he just he just always like if you've ever watched like a full-on interview it's just different like when he said like you know um when i say he's like what i want to figure out is how to i'm still trying to reach the kid who actually lives the thug life but then he's like yeah there's gonna be the kids who try to you know to get on it because they're they, they they think i'm glorifying that life is like, but that's a fad. He's like, you know, eventually he'll lose the thug life, but I'm still trying to reach the kid who really lived that thug life. And, and that's why, in my opinion, I always said, like, the, when he went to jail, the, like, when he went to jail, that was literally, like, you have to remember, his family were, were Black Panthers. They've been watched by the government that entire time. Like, they didn't stop watching him. So to me, I believe that they viewed him as too much of a threat because he was too smart. His parents were who they were. And so when he went to jail, when he did, um, it wasn't like, it wasn't fully like what happened. And that, that was kind of like made to destroy his momentum. And then when he got out of jail, he got out on a different attitude because he felt like people betrayed him. And then Suge Knight was like, yo, I'll sign you and get you out of jail. So he signed with Suge out of like revenge, like feeling like bitter over the fact that he got dropped by his label people that he thought were on his side weren't he thought biggie and them set him up like he was paranoid so it just like that case changed everything like if he doesn't go to jail he's he doesn't go down the death row path and the chances are he probably i believe he probably wouldn't have even stayed making music he would have been like like an activist like he would have done what colin kaepernick does but like times like 20 but tupac is like different man like he was 25 with the ideas that he had and younger than 25 i would say with the ideas he had like he had so many plans for after like leaving death row but it seems like you like the mindset of like if you, if you have an idea or a concept in your mind like not being afraid to like get it out there and letting people know about 
but and standing behind it, I think too is another exactly and not changing for for anybody or, or anything. That, exactly, like, just being like genuine, like at all times, like even like with music, like one of the most like hard, I guess not hard, but like the weirdest things is like the whole uh, I made this song, let me know what you think, and then they have to sit there and like even though I may know that it's a good song, but like, let's just say it doesn't really hit them the same. Yeah, that was cool. Like, that was cool. And like, they, like, I hate doing that because I would always just feel like when that would happen to me before I made music, I know how it feels. Like you're on the spot. And if you, even if you just like the song, but you don't like overly like it, you like, you just feel like you have to oversell your reaction. If you don't like it, do you tell them? Do you not? So like when it, when it would, come to like opinions and stuff i would be the person where like if i like your song like you don't have to doubt if i'm being real or not because i will actually i like your song like it's a song on the radio anytime i see you i'll break the lyrics down to you i'll tell you man when you said this when you did that like and you know it's the genuineness that like has now led it to be where, okay, now because I'm like that, I get unreleased songs from people way before they come out because, like, I know that his reaction is going to be, like, legit. And even if I don't necessarily like it, it's not like, uh, like, it was it was bad. Like, I'll really just say why. Or I'll say, like, you know what? It's not for me, but I can definitely see, like, other people liking this. Because, like, musically, I'm kind of, like, I'm not an old head, but I'm like a 2010, 2012's head. Like I'm not so much into the new, 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 new artists. I really like like just like the Kanye, Drake's, ASAP, like that age, like when I was in high school, I guess nowadays. So like sometimes like when I'm when I'm having music conversation with people, like I really realize sometimes how out of touch I am because if I'm not listening to the stuff that I like, I've always loved my favorite songs or whatever growing up. I'm listening to my music or my like my very close friends' music or like my like other people in the city that I know that make music. Like a lot of my time is listening to just local people's music more than what's new out there, unless it's someone that I've always supported. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dope, man. Um, you gotta do like a part two for this, man, because there's so much more like on the music. Oh side. man. For sure. Yeah, we can go into this, <laughs> so, but uh, yo, Lamar, I really appreciate your time, man. Um, let people know how they can, like, you know, contact you. Where can they find you online or anywhere else? Yes, um, I'm I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's like Lance, but instead of an A, it's a V. So L V N C E dot Lorenzo L O R E N Z O. It's kind of like all I really use. I do have Twitter. If you're out there on Twitter, it's the same thing except it's underscore instead of a period so lvnce underscore lorenzo at twitter very like weird tweets um don't take them serious and they just make sense in a really nonsensical way <laughs> so you'll find me more on on twitter like in terms of just like activity instagram is where i just would like post like content but i don't like post personal things on there i guess i guess i, I would use my instagram more for like photos with like like a a bit like a nice camera and stuff i don't take like selfies and post them i don't do much of that but like twitter is where like if you really want to get into like my mind twitter is probably your your best bet to try to understand me a little bit Lamar, i really appreciate your time man Dope. Sure. and uh yeah take care hey thanks so much for listening that's it for today's episode i hope you guys have a great uh day great afternoon great wherever you are 
for more episodes or for any details about The Inner Olympian or anything like that, you can check us out on Instagram at theinnerolympian.co. Um, you can also check us out at theinnerolympian.com. Um, also, if you like the show, it would mean so much to me if you would leave a comment, leave a review, leave five stars. I'm just saying. Um, as well, if you have any questions, comments, or anything like that that you'd like to share or that you want to hear on the show or any guests or anything like that, um, feel free to send a message to support at theinnerolympian.com or send me a message on you know Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, Let me know what's going on, and I'll see you guys next time. So until then... Peace.